Welcome to This Seriously Sucks, the right podcast when life goes seriously wrong. A series for people hit with a devastating life event. We talk about wishing you could get a do-over, the scary, sad shit going on in your head and not wanting to go on. No deep psychological theory or just think happy thoughts advice here. These are practical strategies to help you get through this seriously sucky time. Now, here is your host, the author of This Is Not The End, who knows what it feels like to want it to be the end, Nina Sossaman Pogue. Yes, this is the right podcast when life goes seriously wrong. Hi, everyone. I'm Nina. I'm so sorry that you're here, but I am so glad that you found us. Sorry, because you are likely going through a really horrible chapter in your life. On this podcast, we call whatever you are going through, whatever big gnarly thing that has disrupted your plans and disrupted your life, we call that serious thing that you're dealing with, you're this. I just like to make sure everyone knows how we use that word before we jump in. So you're this, capital T, capital H, capital I, capital S, all caps, you're this is whatever has rocked your world and whatever has you reaching out and finding us this morning. If this is the only episode that you have listened to, I'm glad you found this one because in this episode, I'm going to share the most practical piece of advice that I have if you're going through a really devastating time in your life. In order for you to get past this or to get to the next chapter in your big long story that is your life, uh, in other episodes, we've talked about how this is just one chapter. But in order to get out of this really horrible chapter and to create a future that doesn't have this defining you, you're actually going to have to go back out in the world sometime. And so in this episode, we'll talk about how you do that. Because for many of you, I'm sure you've already realized, as soon as you go anywhere, this is all anybody wants to talk about. This is what everybody's focused on. They ask, hey, how are you doing? And you don't even have a good answer for that. Like if you say you're fine then they say, oh, you're not dealing with it. And if you say, I'm not doing so great, they're like, oh, you're not doing so great. So there's just no good answer. So in this episode, we are going to craft a script to protect yourself so that every time someone says, how are you doing? You're not hit with one reliving this incident over because that's what it does to your brain when someone asks you that. And two, you're going to take control of the situation. So you don't have to take care of them. That's what we end up doing. We end up trying to say something to let the other person feel better. There are a few simple sentences that you can craft to where you can step out into the world, protect yourself, take control of the situation, and help other people at the same time. And it's really simple. And that's what we're going to focus on here. I'll start with a story. And the first time that I realized that I really needed this So not long after the accident in a friend's driveway, which if you haven't heard earlier episodes, I suggest you go back to one of those because I'm not going to retell that painful story in every one of these, taking my own advice. But after that, when I, in my head, had gone from being everybody's favorite news anchor and former world-class athlete to the lady who had run over a baby, I had a very dark time and I had a very hard time even wanting to go back out in the world, much less go back on television where I knew everyone would be looking at me and thinking about what had happened. A few weeks after the accident, 
when doctors were saying that he was going to make it and everyone was strangely starting to get on with their lives, I got enough energy to try to go out into my community. And we set our sights on McAllister's Deli, which is just a sandwich shop that was not far from the house. It's just a few blocks away. And with the prize of some sweet tea and a BLT, I ventured out with my husband. And the plan was that I would just stand in line with them and we would get our order and then we'd take it to go and come home. And that was it. Just a quick outing into the world, a kind of trial run because I'd been at home and very sheltered for weeks. And this was my trial run to put myself back out into the world. So I remember I wore a baseball cap and a big sweatshirt that was sort of my shield from the real world back then. I do find myself still throwing that outfit on every once in a while. I think it's stuck with me. Uh, and I remember standing in line. Uh, we were about five people from the counter and the line seemed to take forever. And remember, I was the local news anchor. So I always felt like people knew who I was and were judging me anyway. And as we stood there, I felt like the whole place was staring at me. And I had this moment where my heart just began to race and I had this overwhelming fear and I thought I was going to pass out. And I thought, what if someone says, how are you? And I just grabbed my husband's arm and I pulled him with me and we ran out and I decided I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go out into the world. Maybe never. That was just going to be home for forever. And that is when I learned this survival skill. You need a script. Depending on what exactly you're going through, even if it's a divorce or something that's fairly private, there's people around you who know about what's going on with you. Maybe everyone knows about what's going on with you. If you're an amputee, there's not really a way you can hide that. So people are going to want to know how you're doing. They're going to want to talk about this. They're going to let you know that they feel bad for you. Uh, they're going to be very well-meaning, but it is so difficult because when this happens, it puts the burden back on you. You know how this is. You're going to find yourself like re-examining everything all over again and then actually trying to explain everything to them about this to make them feel better about it. It is strange, but we end up, the person who's going through it, trying to make everybody else feel better instead of the other way around, no matter how hard they try. It's just how our brains work. And think about it. If you can't make sense of it to yourself and it's running around in your head and making you feel crazy you're not gonna be able to, with any coherence, explain it to anybody else. So you just need a few sentences so you can engage and move on. And I suggest you have two different versions of this script. One for acquaintances, the people you really don't know well, uh, the people you don't really wanna share a whole lot with anyway, but they're trying to be kind, or maybe they don't even know and they just throw that sentence out there. And then the second script is for friends and family who are actually your support system. You know, while you may not want to share much with them now, you need them to know that you appreciate their support. So that's important too, but you don't really want to interact with them because there's just a lot going on in your head. So for me, the script I came up with after this accident, so I could actually go back out into the world with something like this. So for acquaintances, which was people that knew me from TV, but I didn't really know them or just other mothers in the carpool line or whatever. I would say, yes, when, when they would say, oh, how are you? I would say, yes, thank you for thinking of me. It's a very difficult time, but I have good help and we're all praying for him. And I would just leave it at that. And then for friends who was closer to people who are closer to me, I would say, good to see you. I'm not ready to talk about it, but thank you for thinking of me and keeping him in your prayers. It helps to talk about other things. How are you? How's your family? How's your dog? How's your classes? Whatever. 
push it back over their way. So your script should work for you in any situation. You can start your sentence with yes. That seems to work really well because people like to hear that they're right. So to show you this works, here's some other scenarios, okay? Say for divorce, I hear you and Bob broke up. Uh, how are you doing? So for a friend, you could say, yes. Remember, starting with yes seems to help. Yes, it's a very difficult time, but we're working through it. Thanks for asking, how are you? Again, throwing the ball back into their court. And then to an acquaintance, yes, it's a very difficult time, but we're trying to work through it. It's private, but I appreciate your support. And just leave it there. Not everyone needs to hear about your divorce. I know when I went through it, I felt like I, need, I can need to explain myself a million times to a million people. They don't. They just want to be nice. So just give them a few sentences back and then move on. And so maybe whatever you're going through is really self-inflicted. Maybe you went, did a really embarrassing thing at the company party. You got really drunk and you danced around the table and fell off the table and busted your lip and just made a complete ass of yourself. And you have to go to work the next day. And people are like, oh, my God, how are you? Like, you need to take some control over that. And you need to just say, oh, my gosh. I, I'm thanks for asking. I'm okay. Wow, that was stupid. Or I sure learned how much I could drink or whatever. Take control of it and make it yours. I talk about this a lot when I talk to friends who've been fired or their companies have gone under, CEOs whose companies have gone under. Uh, how you phrase things and the words you choose is really key. So imagine you, you get laid off. Okay. Say your name is Bob. We'll stick with the word Bob. So you're Bob and you get laid off. Uh, you get fired, however you want to put that word out there. And someone in the office, back at your office or back with your group, whoever you work, uh, they all look at each other and goes, okay, somebody needs to call and check on him. And somebody draws the short straw and they make the phone call. And they call you up and they say, hey, how are you doing, Bob? And you say, oh, I just can't believe it. You know, that happened. I didn't see it coming. Can't believe Tom didn't get fired because I work harder than he does. And Carl over there is a complete jerk. How come he's still there? And you know, that place was lucky to have me and good luck to you guys because you're not going to be able to make it without me, so whatever. And then the, you hang up. And then that person that called you hangs up the phone and looks at the group. They're like, how's he doing? And then that person says, yeah, he's not doing so great. He's really angry and you all apparently suck and he's not, gonna, not in a good space. Okay, same phone call. Again, somebody draws a short straw. They call up, but see Bob, see how you're doing. And Bob says, wow, I didn't see that coming. I'm really disappointed and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And good luck to you guys who are back there. And please like, tell everybody I'm looking for something. If anybody has anything, you know, it's been great working with you guys. And I, I wish you all the luck. If anybody knows of anybody who's hiring, just I, I'm going to need something. Hangs up. Then that same person turns to the same group and says, Oh, he's not doing great. Didn't see it coming. But he says, if anybody's looking for anything, you know, he's open to be hired and he wishes us all the best. And just y'all keep your eyes out for a job for him because he really needs something. It's the same scenario. This is you taking control of your future by choosing your words and your script carefully. This is you being the author of your story. In that big book that is your life, in this chapter that you're on, you're going to call it something. You're going to use words to explain what's going on with you and how you feel. Think about those words that are in your head. Say nicer things to yourself. Say nicer things out loud. Be careful about what you say because this becomes your story. Your script is important because it does two very important things. One, you're the author of your story. The words become your story. You get to describe this event that took place in your life. 
You get to choose the words that you're okay with and you're okay with other people repeating because that's how it works. You get to choose and share the words and then other people say the words that you say. And second, you control the conversation and your emotions. You're going to get to label this with words and emotions and those will stay with you. And they'll be repeated by other people who talk about this, whatever event happened in your life and who talk about you. If you say you're getting stronger, they'll repeat that. If you say you're never going to be happy again, they will repeat that. That can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You are creating the script and you are creating your next chapter. The best thing about the script is that it's yours. Come up with one that you feel okay with. Practice it. You need to let it roll off your tongue without thinking. My husband and I would practice ours out loud. I would stand in front of the mirror and say it to myself, my protection script. I would say it over and over to myself in the mornings before I left the house. And it changed through time. So over time, you know, in that situation, once he was out of the hospital and back at home, it was months of touch and go and more surgeries. And I was still getting my feet under me and starting to feel okay about being alive. Like all those things had to happen. So my script changed them some through the months. So an easy thing to say for anyone in any situation is just to say, I'm not ready to talk about this, but thank you so much for asking, how are you? That's the easiest script available. That kind of covers everything. I'm not ready to talk about this, but thank you so much for asking, how are you? And for those who are a little slow or just jerks and just try to keep talking with you about your this, repeat it. I'm not ready to talk about this, but thank you for asking, how are you? Just keep using that sentence over and over again. It can be repeated over and over. Sooner or later, they're going to get the hint. So I'm just guessing that some of this is happening with you right now. And I am hoping that something that we've said today can help. Again, you don't have to buy the whole ball of wax, just enough to make a candle. If there's something in here that can help you, grab onto it, make it yours. And if this does resonate with you, stick around. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about the chapters ahead and creating your next chapter, a better chapter somewhere out there in the distance. And we're going to talk about some famous people with some really big thises, really big thises, who went on to do amazing things. So hang in there. I know this is a seriously sucky chapter in your life, but you've got this. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get serious about getting past this seriously sucky event in your life, join the club. Go to mythis.club to get a free copy of my book, and there's other resources to help you get through this. This has been another episode of This Seriously Sucks. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Nina Sossaman Pogue and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. 